Do it live. Okay. Well, no. we'll do it live! Fuck it! Podcast commencing in. Fucking thing sucks. Welcome to episode nine of You the Artist podcast. Um, this is our first virtual one, which is super sick. Um, we've got a special guest today. We've got Simon Austin from the band uh, In Case We Crash. Yo yo um, yo, Simon. What's up, man? It's a pleasure to meet you. Yeah, it's it's uh it's cool to talk to you guys too. It's been it's been a while since you know this the scene's been kind of like communicating a bit you know what i mean like yeah, yeah. yeah with, with the lack of like local shows and stuff you know no yeah. literally i know it's it's super shitty but it's Gotta nice that we yeah it's nice that we have like social media to be able to connect and, and mm-hmm. use technology and things right so for sure for sure um, you also fired back up the bend ontario pop punk right like that was you and someone else right that was me and alex from okay. from also in the band yeah it was it was just an idea i had like late one night i just like I was like, man, like there's already a scene like this that exists and there's a page like this that, you know, like encapsulates everything that's been going on. And we just like, I just had an idea. I'm like, what if I just kind of reach out to the guys in charge and ask if I could just admin and try and push the group up again, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Especially yeah. Yeah, that group, what, that was created right before like, COVID, right? No, that group was created like time ago now. Oh yeah. yeah. It, was, it was like yeah. 2012, 2013, maybe. Yeah, so it was cool to have that like restarted, like didn't even really know that was a thing. And then for you to like kind of take control of that's really cool to keep bands kind of together and pushing each other's music. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everybody I knew was already in the group, you know, like from the scene or like, you know, most people were already in the group, but just nothing was going on. I think it just took a little bit of a push to remind people that this exists, you know? Yeah, for sure. And I feel like, yeah, that was really, really good timing on that. So get on, get on you guys. It's really, really cool. And I know you guys do some, like you do some stuff with like creating like your own little playlists and stuff and whatnot with some other bands and, that's really dope dude so yeah yeah it's a lot of fun and it's good to like you know it's like a, it's synergistic you know people kind of help each other it helps them and uh, everything kind of just snowballs and we all get bigger as a family yeah, yeah, no, yeah absolutely. Man. that's how it yeah. should be um are you able to just like give a brief background on yourself simon like you know how music be kind of came a thing for you in your life and uh and i guess like maybe a little into in case we crash and things like that yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been, you know, into music like my whole life. Uh, like it's hard to remember a time when I was like a conscious, like little human being where I wasn't like super obsessed with music. So it start definitely started with like you know, I'd say like the Beatles, uh, Talking Heads. I liked Madonna and Natalie Furtado were great. Um, Matchbox yeah. Twenty. <laughs> Yeah, Rob Thomas is my mom's favorite singer. So yeah, (laughs) yeah. Like this is when I was like really little and didn't really. I wasn't picking my own music at that point. Like it was just kind of like whatever was around. Yeah. And then I think when I was about six or seven, seven, seven for sure, maybe six. But I think seven, I got into like Sum Forty One, Simple Plan, Billy Talent, all that stuff. Like I just, Mm. and that's what I was like asking for for Christmas and stuff was like a Lincoln Park CD or like a some 41 CD and like all that stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And so that obviously developed over the years. Um, you know, just pop punk, emo, alternative, all that stuff. Still now listen to that, that kind of stuff. Um, I'd say about like when I kind of started playing in bands was like the beginning of high school. Yeah. Um, so that was about, that was like 10 years ago now. Um, I said, like, ironically started a band called In Case We Crash in, like, 2011 or something. Okay. Or maybe 20, kind of late 10, 2010, but basically 2011. True. Um, and I just, I stuck with a name when I revived, kind of, like, revived this project or started doing the same kind of music again because I suck at coming up with names and it just, like, stuck and it was, like, that's what I want. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, I kind of took a little trip down memory lane recently, remembering how like I did start this project in 2011, essentially, and just kind of like worked at it, and then kind of took a break, and then started back up in 2015. When you just oh, sorry, sorry. was it just you uh, when you first started it, like, or was it the same members or different members? How did that? Um, work? it was okay. Like I've always been like the driving force behind everything, like creatively, pretty much, but. 
um, like definitely like in those early days, I was like doing like almost everything. I was just trying to get like, cause my idea of band, like I was just like trying to get people to play with me. Yeah. So I had like a few different lineups here and there. Um, and like they would stick for like, we do like a little demo or something, which I've actually like wiped off the face of the internet cause they're so bad. But uh, I have them. I just found them like the other day in my, like on one of my USB drives. But yeah, so we just like, we would jam a little bit, finally get some like songs worked out and try and put them out. Obviously nobody cared because it was high school and our recordings were crap and we were crap and the guys just moved on to something else. Find another batch of guys, same thing. And it kept going and going and going. Um, I kind of took a break and like then 2015, I just started again um, with like a few different guys and same thing. <laughs> some guys come and go, you know, and yeah. we're here, we're here now, you know, like who knows more members, less members, but I'm yeah. always here. So and Alex is a really cool guy, so. You guys were like a two-piece at one point, right? Or am I just like imagining that? <laughs> We've had moments where it was like that. Um, yeah, I remember we, seeing the video and it was just like you and the drummer. I don't know your drummer's name. Like I know Alex just from the scene and stuff like that, but like. Yeah, yeah me, me and Tyler, that was like, yeah. that, that was probably the start of 2019, somewhere, somewhere in 2019, I think middle yeah. of 2019, we were briefly like doing our own thing. Just up me and Tyler with like a backing track. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But that was very short lived. Like that was that, that wasn't like a permanent thing. Like we're obviously we're gonna like bring people in. So yeah, totally, yeah, for sure. Yeah, like you just gotta do what you gotta do. Yeah, it's really cool that you progressively like push that. Like you had like a vision for in case you crash in that band, like where you wanted to take it. You know what I mean? So for you to like stick through like different menu members and whatnot. Do you feel like now you kind of have that core group with like you guys? Or are you working towards it? Yeah, like definitely there's like, like when you've, I feel like the relationship we all have is so much more like efficient and like we all work together actually. And it's like crazy how long it could actually take to get that in a band, like just to find people that all work together and don't get, don't get in the way of each other's progress and making and moving forward. Um, Yeah, me and Tyler, like more so like I say, like our connection is very much like musically, like the way we play together live is really important because like he holds down, like I, I like to play ten, pay attention to her click and like he likes to hold down basically, obviously like his, doing his job as a drummer, holding it down, but he yeah. sings too, I sing too. So we have to be in pitch singing with each other. I play rhythm guitar, he plays drums. We have to be on time with each other. We're both on the, like, it's just a very like um, unified relationship in terms of, like musically. True. Um, and, and I also write, I help, we write the drums together all, always. Um, like, so our writing relationship in that matter is very like, connected. Um, I know what kind of things he'd like to play or what, what he might do in this circumstance. And then he also gives me more feedback. Um, and then, yeah. And then now Alex as well too. Like we have like a really good, he also is, we also work together well with writing and he has a good perspective on songs and gives like a fresh take to them. And then furthermore, he's on, when we were talking about the business side of things, me and Alex work together really well on that and really like get stuff done and have clear plans you know mm-hmm. no for sure definitely can notice that too like that's one comment like i think i've really noticed about your band is you have a very strong like social media presence and branding yeah, and whatnot mm-hmm. i was gonna say like it's only the three of you right mm-hmm. do you guys right all- now i don't know we might bring in another people person or something. <laughs> you designate like different roles outside like the band and then inside music as well like then like just as far as like your presence goes and everything that you create with like graphics and editing and stuff yeah like it's definitely good to delegate tasks and delegate responsibilities to people because prior to like this like prior to Alex joining the band I was doing like the majority of everything business related mm-hmm. and you, you can only do so much and you actually become less efficient in all these things when you have too much to do so yeah, like definitely like he does certain things. I do certain things and like, we kind of like, we know like at first it was really like, we had to like develop that knowledge of each other and that relationship where he knows what I'm like good at and what I need to focus on. And I know what he's good at and he can like do. And so now we kind of just have like a workflow that just like, we don't really need to like explain too much what we're doing. We just kind of do it. And like, we know that's the way it's going. Yeah. Um, and then we st- obviously we still work together on a lot of things. Like we do like lots of Skype calls, lots of like coordination between us. For sure. It's a very unified effort. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Um, mm-hmm. it, it, 
that's that whole situation's uh cool to hear because from our perspective like we've all been like friends since forever you know like we all met like right when riot like me smith and and uh hack have all known each other since um kindergarten and then rye came in grade four and we've all been like best friends since so um that definitely helps with knowing each other and like um just working in this band together because you know obviously you butt heads in in bands like everybody knows this who's in a band yeah and uh everybody has a different opinion and wants to uh push what they think is best so uh for us you know we all think a little bit differently i i think um Mm -hmm. and it just has to come to some sort of a consensus uh before we like jump in on it um but you know even when we are like you know maybe a little bit irritated with each other and stuff like that it's pretty easy to like come back from that you know like um when it maybe wouldn't be for uh people who like don't know each other as well it'd be a little bit easier to leave uh, but it seems like you guys have like a nice like good strong core structure yeah. where uh that isn't a problem either so it's it's pretty cool to kind of hear uh your side of all that yeah like when you also mentioned how you guys know each other for forever like what our one of our past members like our older bassist me and him like go back to first grade right like we've been besties for first, since first grade and yeah. they, the, the reality is that i mean like it was great that we had that like that um friendship and it helped us kind of like work through things but at the same time he just wasn't in it and like you know that creates a whole realm of like like i mean it but it's really good that we we're good friends because we could at least end on good terms and we yeah. like and we still talk and we still know each other right like it's not not like anything has really changed as friends but yeah, like it's, it, but in the same manner that he's, he was like a really good friend for a long time. I feel like I've known these guys longer than I have, like, because we've just spent so much time together and like yeah. worked so hard together. Like, me, me and Tyler, I mean, we know each other for like four years, which is great. Me and Alex, same thing, like four years. We've, we were close as hell. Like, I toured with Carried Away a little bit before mm-hmm. he joined or whatever. And like, so it doesn't feel like I've known either of them for longer and like, I haven't known them for enough. Like we all know each other pretty darn well at this yeah. point. Yeah, that's awesome. I, know, I was yeah. going to just really quickly say, I appreciated what you said about how uh, it can take so long to like have the correct members in a band in order for it to work really well or mm-hmm. for you all to be able to work very well. Um, just basically on what, uh, Evange said about like us having a, a long, like a long standing relationship. Um, I guess Pat, like going through members and things like that, you can definitely, uh, find it hard to work with everyone. But I mean, I just found that really interesting that you brought that up because I never really thought of it that way of how it can be like difficult to find. But as we've seen, it's great that, uh, you guys do have a great relationship and yeah, you and can a tell functioning band. You can tell just from like outside. I mean, like at least it looks like you guys have a very strong workflow and like are on the same page with everything. Right. Mm-hmm. So that's really, really dope considering that you've like had so many people like jump in and out of the band. You know what I mean? It hasn't taken away your creative direction. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, and I, best advice for a lot of young, like newer bands would just be to find a group of guys who are like totally in it. Like there's no real excuse to not, if you're going to be in a, you should at least make your intentions clear right off the bat. Like, Hey, this is a hobby for me. Hey, this is just for fun. Or I just enjoy playing music. And then, then that's clear. So you don't have any questions. Right. And yeah. then otherwise, if you're all 100% serious and you're all like, okay, I'm going to work as much as I can towards this. There should be no like two steps forwards or one step forward, two steps back. You know, it should always just be forward, forward, forward. And, and then you, you can actually start to build your working relationship and you're working like you're basically your workflow, which every band, every successful band has their own workflow. We don't like see it that much, but there's like a relationship in there that helps them progress as fast as they do and become big bands and whatnot. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Yeah. So you guys are ripping without a basis, right? Like, yeah. Um, yeah. Like we've, we've, okay. Like there's been like the whole base issue. It's been kind of complicated. Like I like we've used backing tracks since then and haven't had any trouble, but I also, I'm, I like live, performance and i like live bass and all that stuff so it's obviously in desire to say maybe have like a touring basis and we like 
basically like auditioned and like talked about that for a while but then covid happened so like like you know like we're like what's the point now and so and like i've played bass on like a lot of our stuff anyways and like for like all our new stuff like i play bass on it pretty much so except for like the last ep we put out soul paint ep like i played a little bit of bass on that ep but not really much yeah and you guys recorded that with sam guyana right was that yeah true yeah, that was back in 2018. <laughs> oh, yeah, yo, because he he was talking about it. He's like, yeah, I just record or I recorded with in case we crashed time ago and fucking uh, like they just like haven't released it. And he showed us a bit of one of the tracks. I can't remember what it was, but like it was just like a little snip of it, snippet of it. It was fucking mm-hmm. sick. Yeah, it's no, good like, to know. It's good to know he's showing that off. I thought yeah. he was like, oh, okay, whatever. Like we yeah. I did a while ago. Who cares if it ever comes out? You know? Yeah, yeah. No, he was fucking. Uh, he he really liked you guys. Like from like what he was what he was talking about. He's a super cool producer, super cool guy. Yeah. But the, have yeah, you done yeah. all your stuff with Sam? Pardon? Have you done all of your stuff with Sam? Um, I mean, we've put out like three like main EPs and a whole bunch like side stuff. Um, yeah. we've only worked with Sam for our most recent EP, uh, Soul Paint. Okay. Yeah. How was, like, the creation of Soul Paint? Like, do you find, like, you gelled well with Sam? I know you released some, like, behind-the-scenes footage and whatnot as well, mm-hmm. and that looked pretty tight. But, like, what was, like, the Soul Paint record like for you? And, like, what's your favorite parts about it kind of thing? I think, yeah, it, it, it takes me back to, like, I like, I know it sounds weird, but, like, this was, like, two years ago when we did it. Um when we recorded it and it takes me back to a time where I didn't re- like, we didn't know how to like write songs that well. Like we did know how to write songs, but the kind of the studio, right. You know, like when you go into a yeah. studio, a producer, a real producer will really just help you chop things up and like yeah. really iron everything out to just such an extent that we'd never worked before. And just that experience in itself gave me a huge boost as a songwriter and basically familiarized myself to the process of being in the studio and what it takes to make a like a studio or hit song or whatever you know like that was just a step up and I remember like just being like really excited because that felt like a stepping point because we were also still like a little bit like at that point we didn't know how getting bigger works in this industry we didn't know how any of this stuff was possible we just were just like minds out of you know out in the open like out floating around like maybe this will happen, maybe this will happen, maybe we'll get signed, maybe, like, you know, like, all this magical stuff will fall out of the sky for us, but we knew the starting point was just producing, like, a good EP, and, yeah, the creative process was fun, I got to really, like, play my best and perform my best that I had to that point, and, like, really push myself as a musician, um, and I got to do all the guitar, which was really fun, so. Fuck yeah. 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 Yeah, you guys recently just got endorsed by Ernie Ball. Like, how did that come about? Like, was that like a long time coming? Uh, what's the deal with that? If you if you can share, I don't know how much you can, but uh. yeah, like I can share a bit. Um, like we we're, we're working with like a friend who's like kind of like our our manager. Sure. He like we have like a bit of a relationship going on. Um, he used to be in a band with a rep at Ernie Ball, and since I've been using Ernie Ball strings for a very long time, like I've. Uh, I use like the 11 to 54 packs and they're like, yeah. I've, I've literally got like 20, 20 packs of strings now in my basement, like no joke. Okay. Cause I, I will like, I, I literally said when we were talking to him, like I'll use these strings for the rest of my life, like period. Yeah. Um, so anyways, you have to believe in like something that you're using if you want to build that kind of relationship. And it's, it's like, it was beneficial to both of us. Um, you know, obviously like I'm glad to represent the Ernie ball and tell people that these are like the strings to use and they're glad to, you know, help us out with that. Um, considering, you know, it's awesome, yeah. man. Are they the slinkies that you use? Like the 1154 slinkies? Yeah. Like, um, I, I've been using 1154 beefy slinkies for like three, almost four years. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I kind of dabble a bit too, like certain guitars that might like 11 to 48s on. And then sure. if I, I do some setups for other people that I might suggest like 10 to 46, but, and then I also do ba- the bass strings too. I use like the heaviest bass strings that are in like the normal packs, like the 55 to 110s, uh, bass power slinkies. Yeah, true. Yeah. So like, basically we were like recording some stuff and like, it was just like, you know, I want to have all the strings that I need for this. Mm-hmm. Um, 
what yeah. team do you guys usually play in? Are you C-sharp? Um, we've, like, experimented. Yeah. Um, def- so our first... Yeah, I don't know. We've used, like, everything from, I think, the lowest point, like, in, like, our EPs is a drop D flat. Okay. So drop C sharp, I think, in, like, one song or something. Yeah. But I'm not even sure if it got that low. It might might just be drop D. Yeah. And then we've used standard through standard through most of our songs. Yeah. And then half step down. That's a fucking thick string. Yeah, I like I like really heavy strings. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, that's why I, I was wondering. I'm like, are you guys playing like drop C? Like, what's going on? <laughs> drop B. Yeah. No, I just play really hard. Um, True. Yeah, no matter the tuning, I just use those strings. Yeah, um, I'm not the same way. I can't play like fucking like flappy strings. It just doesn't work. It yeah. sounds like garbage, especially if you're playing live and you're hitting hard. Like, it just it doesn't sound good. Yeah, for sure. Like, yeah. So, I mean, it works well for like I think half step down. Which is what yeah. we play in live plus the eleven to fifty fours is like perfect. True. But they also work in standard if I have like say if I like top wrap a Gibson or something, you know. Like, oh, true. Yeah. Yeah, do, or do something to make it so it's not like I, I can I like them in standard, but I have to at least compensate for that a little bit because mm-hmm. I don't want to be like carrying. I used to play twelve to fifty six actually, Holy which fuck. was yeah. <laughs> um, uh, they were fun, but it was just yeah. a bit too much on my fingers. I was like, yeah, no. I- Especially if you're playing like on tour or something, you're playing that like every night. Like your hands are gonna be tired as fuck. Yeah, for sure. So I- I've kind of like come down a bit. I'm not like super obsessed with heavy strings anymore. I 